Good day from Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas Sports Talk. I'm your host, the Orleans Mark. On today's show, we will touch on week five in the NFL, and we will break down weeks, week six. You can follow me on Twitter at the Narlins Cajun, T-H-E-N-A-W-L-I-N-A-U-N. You can also listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others out there. You can also listen to me on the Inside New Orleans radio show hosted by Eric Asher on 106.1 FM WRKN New Orleans. And also on iHeartRadio every Friday at 6.15 Central. And you can also catch us on ericasher.com. So let's get to it. Um, joining me today again, my sidekick, Steve the Shrimp Man. Steve, what's going on? Hey, Mark. How's it going? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. We're going to have another guest that's going to be joining us in a second now. Um, I'm putting the call into him. And we're going to have some, get some good info. Right now, joining us also on the show is going to be a friend of ours, formerly of the Mirage Sportsbook, now supervisor at the Beauregard Sportsbook in Biloxi, Mississippi. Carl Johnson. Carl, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Mark? How you doing, Steve? Hey, Carl. How's it going? All right, brother. All right, guys. Well, good. So, let's get to it. Um, NFL's been a – we'll start – we're going to start with college. Let's start with college first. We're going to go over three mat, three key matchups this week. We'll break them down, get your opinions on them. First one is going to be the obvious one, Alabama and Georgia. Um, Carl, how do you see this game playing out? I know there's some problems. I know Nick Saban just tested positive. He's going to be home. Sarkeesian is going to be coaching the team from the sidelines. He's also the offensive coordinator. Um, give us your input on what you think about this game and has it affected any of the, of the betting or the wagering over there at the Beau Ravage? Well, I mean, you know, this, this game opened at uh, seven and a half and 59 in most places. Uh, I mean, the Sharks just pounded Georgia, uh, you know, taking the seven and a half. They also pounded the under 59 here. I mean, that line's all the way down to, you know, I, I know saving being out probably played, you know, a, a part of it, but that, that line's down to four and a half and 56 and a half right now. Uh, so the money's definitely, uh, the money definitely hit Georgia early. A uh, bunch of sharp money come out. I mean, they grab, you know, any time they can get that hook, you know, at seven and a half, that's that's huge for those guys. Uh-huh. So, all right. Well, Steve, what do you think? Of, what do you think about this matchup, seeing the circumstances mean, that's going on with this? I mean, I would have took Georgia two plus seven and a half, but I think all the value is out of it now. I mean, I think if it keeps going down, if you can happen to get Alabama at three and a half or even three, it's – I think it's a great bet. I mean, I just think, you know, the Sharps, you know, like Carl said, when it's seven and a half, that hook's just so big in that spot. But, I mean, now all the value's out of it. I mean, I, I think the right number was six, honestly. And now I think it's getting to, to the point now where Alabama's the value. So you may end up seeing a buyback on Alabama. And, I mean, yeah, like I said, yeah, I mean, I know. There's no doubt you know, about that. I mean, the Shark money's going to definitely buy it back here. You know, I, 
I know Saban's vital and he's a great coach, but I mean, I don't know when's the last time he made a tackle or threw a touchdown pass. So I don't know why why the line's dropping with a coach. You know, what I mean, that's I mean, Sarkeesian. If it wasn't for his substance abuse problems, he'd probably still be the coach of USC and have them contending for national championships. So it's not like he's no slouch, you know. So I don't think that's a big deal, really. Yeah. Well, the way I look at this game is. I liked Alabama right off the bat. And I didn't, anything was under a touchdown, I liked it. Um, I watched them. I watched both teams this year. I love Alabama's quarterback to kick and throw the ball good. And they got two stud receivers that are probably going to be just as good as, as Judy and the other kid that came out last year. Also, watched Georgia. You know, Georgia's good, too. I just think – I think – personally, I think Alabama's a notch, a little bit of a notch above Georgia. But with the Saban thing, let me tell you something. Presence is a lot with a coach on the sidelines, especially Saban, you know, who is a disciplinarian and who demands perfection and he's intimidating to his players. And him not being there, I think it's going to, you know, it might weigh a little bit. I mean, Sarkeesian's more of a laid-back guy. So, I mean, if I had to bet the game right now, I would, you know, I would switch over and I would take Georgia plus the points. So, let's start. Uh-huh. Transferred from junior college. I think he's actually a junior. I think he's a junior. So, I mean, yeah, he's doing a hell of a job. I just I just looked at the overall thing on it. So, the way I look at it, like I said, I like Bama from the get-go. But I think I think it's going to be – I think it's – now, I mean, you know, the players could rally around. You know, Saban's not there. But I still have to – might lean towards Georgia. I mean, obviously, the last two times these two teams have played were in the playoff games – and Bama beat them 26-3 and 35-28. So, if you average it out, it comes out to about four. So, it's it's probably right around the number now. That's why the Sharpies, you know, jumped on Georgia plus the seven. So, obviously, that's where the value was now. So, I guess right now, you just go with the side that you feel, you know, could actually win and cover. So, let's get to our next game, guys. We got um, Kentucky is at Tennessee. Tennessee, I don't I didn't get a line on this game. Call, give us a line on this game right now with Tucking Tennessee. Well, this game opened at six and a half and forty nine. Uh, you know, and it's uh you know, the, the the sharps uh the sharps hit the hit the dog a little bit again, you know, uh it's down to six and forty five and a half. I mean they popped that total. Uh, so I mean, you know, that's uh which, you know, it's expected. I, uh, but, but look, this Kentucky team, I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the parity, uh, you know, especially in the SEC with some of these teams, you know, a few years ago, you know, we wasn't even, you know, we, we just knew they'd get blown out. But, I mean, these, some of these guys, some of these teams are playing these big teams close. Uh, I, I think the parity, I think this COVID uh, thing with these teams, you know, uh, stopping some of the, some of the practice sessions and stuff like that, I think it's probably helped the weaker programs and hurt, 
you know, the Sabins, you know, who, who puts that extra touch on coaching. Uh, I think it's helped some of these weaker programs, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think with the COVID, I think what it does is it takes the home field advantage out of it. And it, it, it neutralizes the, um, the home teams to the road teams coming in. And, you know, you don't have that – you don't have those 80,000 people screaming in your ear. And, you know, these teams, you know, actually really whether they – you want to call it they're intimidated from a big crowd or they get a little nervous around big crowds. But now there's no crowds to contend with. You know, and a lot of these teams have improved. And, you know, I think it just brings these – the favorites and the dogs a little bit closer. What do you think about this, Steve? Well, I mean, I've been high on Kentucky all year. I know they started off and, you know, they made a lot of mistakes against Auburn, but they should have won that game. I bet them that week. And then, then they blew the two touchdown lead to Ole Miss and miss an extra point in overtime. I mean, this team's, you know, one and two right now, and they they should be three and oh. And I just think, you know, this, this, uh, Stoops that that's at Kentucky. He's definitely a better coach than his brothers, in my opinion. He out recruit. You know, I think he recruits very well, and he knows what he has on both lines because I heard him say that his his lines were were stacked. So, I mean, they definitely can match up on the offensive and defensive line with any team in the SEC. I'm not so high on the quarterback, but I mean, he's they kind of managing him in, keeping him from trying to make mistakes. You know, so. I mean, I, I think Kentucky's definitely the play here, plus six. And, and, I mean, at Tennessee, I mean, they look good in the first half against Georgia. But that quarterback they got, he's got he, he's got mental problems. I mean, he looks good. And then once he makes mistakes, the wheels come off the way. And it's almost like he's a quitter. And, I mean, I can't bet my money on anybody that, that just gives up like that. You know, I mean, he, he really – he really come apart in the second half of that Georgia game. That was that was sad to look at. So, you know, I just know that if something bad happens, he'll have a, you know, throw three interceptions and fumble. He's got a tendency to hold on to the ball too long. I'm not betting Tennessee again. I bet him against Georgia and thought it was the right side. And he just laid a complete egg in the second half. So, I think Kentucky's the play here, plus six, really. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. Um, I agree also. I looked at um, you know, you know another thing too, Mark. Uh huh. Look at the look at the upcoming games. I mean, not not to get past this game right here, uh, but but look who these teams play next week. I mean, you know, th- these these teams play uh, 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 Alabama, and uh, the other one plays uh, Georgia next week. Exactly. So you know, in the SEC, you can't, and you, that's a good point. You can't look ahead in the SEC because, and it's, you know, because you know, it's it's. All the teams are, you know, very competitive. And now it's actually closer that the competition is closer with all these teams. So you have to take it a game at a time. You know, I took a look at this game and I broke the schedule down. And, you know, Tennessee got blown out by Georgia. They blew out Missouri, who's, you know, you know, you can't really gauge them with the LSU game. And, you know, they got blown out by, um, I'm sorry, they beat South Carolina by four. So, who's actually a pretty good team who's improving. As far as on the Kentucky end, you know, they, they shut down Mississippi State. I think they had, like, six interceptions in the game. Um, Ole Miss, was, they lose by one point in the shootout. And Auburn, well, we watched that game. Me and Steve watched that game together. And they should have won. They, they should have won that game. That bad call on the goal line. And the next next play, the guy throws it. I think it was a pick six he throws or close to it. And that then the wheels fell off. So, I think Kentucky has been improving every week, and I think they finally may be ready to take a step up 
And it wouldn't shock me if Kentucky would have win this game straight up. So I like them with the points. I agree. I like that money line. I mean, I, I hadn't looked at the money line today, but yesterday before I left uh, the book, I mean, they were—I think they were plus a dollar ninety—and that's one of the that's one of the little check marks I'd put on there. If I was to play a money line dog, that's the one I'm going to play. Exactly. So our last game we're going to cover, guys. We're going to go Ole Miss at Arkansas. Uh, give us a line on this game. What you got on this call? Uh, let's see. That game opened up at uh, uh, three and a half and seventy six and a half, and uh, right now I think it's at two and seventy five. Uh, uh, the sharp money hit Arkansas early. Uh, you know, Arkansas coming off some, some you know pretty good showings actually. Uh, you know, the interesting thing that I the interesting thing about this to me was that. Uh, uh, you know, it moved. Uh, they hit it at three and a half, and it, it moved, drove it down past that key number of three. And it's, uh, you know, now it's all the way down to two. Uh, so I, you know, I didn't think it would move that far. I think, uh, I think three's probably a good number here. Uh, but yeah, so the sharps, uh, they, sh- they they hit Arkansas a little bit early, taking the three and a half. Yeah, what you think, Steve? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm high on what's going on with Arkansas. I mean, like I said last week, you know, they they hired some good coaches. I like the coordinators, and I think, you know, in a year or two, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the SEC West if, if everything stays intact. But they still have a little issue with talent. I don't think they have, have a, a lot of talent, and they certainly don't have a lot of depth. And I just think Lane inherited a little bit more at Mississippi than Arkansas had. And, I mean, I kind of think of Ole Miss. I mean, they played Alabama really good last week. They played Kentucky. I mean, they're scoring a lot of points. They scored a lot of points on Florida. I mean, I just – and Arkansas has been covering every week. I, I just got to feel like, uh, you know, Ole Miss might be the play here. I, I don't really like the game, but being that it dropped under a field goal, I certainly couldn't take Arkansas. I mean, if I had to play it, I'd just – I'd bet Ole Miss and later, too. Yeah. Well, I took a look at this game, and, you know, Arkansas, they've been really bad the last few years, and really nobody had any clue how they were going to be this year. And they sort of rose up out of nowhere, and they've been, you know, they won them, too. But, they, like I said, I think they're 3-0 and against the spread, and they've been playing everybody tough. Um, I just feel that they have improved every week. they got a good coaching staff. Got some good players, and he's bringing some good guys in. You know, I, I can't really look at the Ole Miss-Alabama game as a gauge. I mean, you know, Ole Miss is going to score points for everybody. And Lane Kip, Kiffin had the advantage in that game. I mean, he was at Alabama a few years. You know, he knows what kind of defense they run. He knows, you know, certain schemes and certain, you know, downs and what they're doing. So, you know, he knew what to attack. And, you know, it finally came to a head that, you know, Alabama finally – you know, around the fourth quarter, they finally, you know, closed the doors on them and started pulling away. But, you know, Ole Miss gave, gave a great effort, just didn't have enough to beat Alabama. I think they probably – I think it's. I think it could be a slight letdown with Ole Miss, you know, especially when they think they were they were with Alabama the whole game and maybe had a chance to win and just, just let it slip away. Um, I think Arkansas has been approving every week. I think – just like Kentucky, I think they are ready to make a move because they, you know, I think they're a little frustrated too. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, Georgia beat them all right. And then, you know, they beat Mississippi State and lose to Auburn by two, which they should have won that game too. So I think, like like Kentucky, I think Arkansas is ready to make the, make a move this week. So I like them plus the two. Okay. Yeah, I, I just let me let me make some yeah. comments on this game. Sure. This, you know, uh, uh, Ole Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin's offense. He's averaging forty-one a game. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know if uh, uh, you know as, as well as as impressive as I've, as I've been with Arkansas. You know. Uh, staying in close games and having chances to win. I just, I don't know if the, you know, they're averaging about 20 points a game. I just don't think they can score enough to keep up with Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a, you know, if he turns it into a shootout, I, I like Ole Miss minus the two here. Yeah. Well, before we go to the NFL, Carl, why don't you give us, if you have any info on some of the, a lot, some of the college games and some of the sharp money and some of the public money is going on right now. Well, like I like I said earlier, you know, I'll recap it. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, in the Kentucky Tennessee game, I mean, the the Sharks really pounded the opening total of uh, you know the you know under under forty nine is driven all the way down to forty five and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. So in the, the Georgia Bama game, I mean, it's, you know, uh, the Sharks pounded Georgia plus seven and a half, and they uh, they also pounded the under fifty nine. Um, uh, let's see, and in the third game, what was the third game? Uh, the Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Yeah, uh, the Sharp Money hit Arkansas early at plus three and a half. You know, and the thing about that is it moved it down past a key number. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, I just uh, I'm a, I, I'm against these guys this week. I like Ole Miss minus two. I don't. I, I think I think they're going to put up a bunch of points against this team. Were there any other off games that maybe? Got hit by either side, as far as uh, public I mean, and short you know, money. So I, I was off uh, today and tomorrow. You know, we get uh, you know the way the, the the way the betting patterns usually goes. The sharks will hit it when we first bring it out. Uh, you know, by now, you know some of these public guys that have come in town for the weekend. Uh, you know, they're starting to hit these games also. So I mean, most of the time, the sharks are on a different side in the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing really that I've noticed, you know, outside of the games that we had talked about. Mm-hmm. So, all right, good. Let's get to the NFL now. First matchup we're going to go over Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Now, Cleveland's been an interesting team this year. They, I think they're four, four and oh, four oh, and one, or, and, you know, they, they, they look terrible in game one, and, you know, they've, they've routed off three or four in a row. I'm still not sold on them yet. They're playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been like sort of a silent team. Not hearing too much about them, but I think they're three and zero too. So, um, what we got on this? Give us some lines on this one, Carl. Yeah, so we opened it at uh, four and a half, five. You know, it was four and a half, five in most places. Uh, now it's down to uh, I think we're at minus three, minus a dollar twenty, and, and fifty one. Uh, so yeah, that's where we're at with it so far. Uh-huh. So, well, Steve, give us your breakdown on this one. Um, well, I actually saw the number. I thought it opened five and a half, and you know, uh, some a, a guy that works at the Mirage told me a few years back about that five and a half, and I've been kind of taking notice of it. When they open a game five and a half in the NFL, you know, I, I like the dog. It seems like the dog covers about 75% of the time. I mean, they bet it down to three and a half here. 
And, I mean, Pittsburgh has been looking good, but, you know, Tomlin's due for a field goal game. He's pretty conservative, and I, I see this being a field goal game. So, I think if you have to play the game, I would say take the three and a half because I, I see both of these teams very, very closely matched. And, you know, like I said, Tomlin's conservative. I don't. I would never lay more than a field goal with him in a game like this, you know, with two pretty equal teams. And, you know, I think uh, Bill Callahan's – really starting to improve the Cleveland offensive line. That team's finally starting in my, my eyes. I, I was a doubter, but I'm starting to see, you know, where these new coaches are really starting to get this team on the right track. I think they're uh, probably going to be an 11-12 win team this year. Yeah. So, by the way I look at this game is, I mean, this is a division game. The last five times that Cleveland has played at Pittsburgh, they two and three against the spread. So, but Pittsburgh has won all five of those games by an average of 27 to 17. I think the closest game was a three-point game. So, obviously, a couple of those games, Pittsburgh laid some big numbers and then and then didn't cover them. But on this one, you know, I think I think the public. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you know, like I said, the Sharps have hit it, and I think the public's going to be all over Cleveland too. I actually like Pittsburgh. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with sort of the trend, although they three and two against the spread. You know, I'm looking at the the um, the, the point differential in wins in, in the win versus Cleveland. You know, they've won by an average of ten points. They've blown them out a couple of times. A couple of them have been close, but I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one minus the three and a half. I don't like laying three and a half. I'm hoping maybe they'll they'll knock it down to three. It's going to be hard for them to. And they're going to have to get a bunch of more to knock it down to three. So, but if if they do have a three out there, I'll I'll, I'll look for it. I'll probably, you know, take it. I mean, I still might be a little brave and maybe later three and a half. I think, you know, it's, it's just looking too good to be true with Cleveland. I mean, they 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 playing better. Don't get me wrong. They did pass protect good last week. Pittsburgh looked, you know, held off Philly. I think Philly came on. And but you know sometimes it's in these division games it's matchups and history of matchups and Cleveland just really hasn't had too much success. I mean they haven't they haven't beat Pittsburgh at all the last five times and like I said average margin of victory is ten. So I'm going to take um Pitt in this situation. What do you think about it, Carl? Uh, yeah, you know um, uh, there is a three out there. I mean we're at three minus a dollar twenty. There you go. Uh, you know they just don't. I don't. You know they just. They don't want to bring it to that three and a half. Uh, so, yeah. And, and also, if you remember, remember last year this game, uh, Miles Garrett, I'm pretty sure this was a game where Miles Garrett went off and cracked the dude with his helmet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, the quarterback, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know Big Ben's back there now, and chances are I don't think he'll do that to Big Ben. But, uh, you know, I think this is going to be uh, – I think both these teams are going to go after each other. I think it's going to – I think they're going to be fired up here. This ought to be a good one. So, all right, our next game on the card here. We got a flip game coming up, guys. If you don't know what that is, we're going we're gonna to explain that to you. Green Bay and Tampa. Green Bay, Tampa opened up a three-point favorite. And it's now flipped all the way to Green Bay minus one. So I'm sure that's probably that's probably like Carl said, it's probably short money right off the bat with it. Um so Carl, break us down. What do you think? What kind of what kind of play y'all getting over there? Yeah, I mean this game opened Tampa Bay minus two and a half and fifty one and a half. And I mean, 
you know, I mean, uh, who, who's not going to pop Green Bay right there? I mean, look, uh, you know, I, I don't, to, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, after after all these years uh, uh, doing this, I don't watch a lot of football anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, other than at work, you know, and you can't really, you know, I can't get into the details of, of what happened each play. I just don't have the time to watch it. But from what I've seen, I mean, I, look, I like Green Bay. Uh, uh, Green Bay schedule favors them. I mean, this team can make a serious run. Uh, you know, they're, like I said, now now they're a one-point favorite. They've also ran this total up from an opening 51 and a half to 55 here. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I like Green Bay in this spot. What do you think, Steve? I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to – probably not going to play the game. It's just – kind of a tough spot but I mean you know I like Brady at home I always had a you know when you get a good coach good quarterback at home getting a point getting points I mean that's usually a good spot to bet the money I mean I know Green Bay's look great but I mean you know look they beat they beat some pretty average teams they haven't really beat I mean they caught the Saints without Michael Thomas and you know they beat them but you know they beat Detroit they beat Minnesota, who started off horrible in the beginning of the year, that was their first game, and then uh, what last week they beat? Well, they beat Atlanta before the bye week. I mean, so they really haven't beaten any good teams. So I'm not really sold. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but I really don't know how good they are. I mean, I I just if I had to play the game, I'd take Tom Brady at home getting anything. I really would. Yeah, the way I look at this game is. Green Bay's defense is not playing too bad right now. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers, who's Aaron Rodgers. You got Brady, who's Brady. You know, Brady, you know, he's they're, they're moving the ball. They're putting up some points. But, you know, Brady has lost a little zip on his ball. Brady has made a few bad, bad throws this, this year that he probably wouldn't have made a few years ago. Bad reads. Um, he's made a couple of mistakes. Um I don't know why, whether he had a little bit like the other day. I mean, in the game, he might have had a little mental breakdown. He had the downs mixed up. And so, I mean, overall, I think, I mean, I don't like Tampa's pass defense. They can't, I don't think they stop, they can't stop anybody in the air. And that's not good for facing Green Bay. Now, you know, I expect it to be somewhat of a shootout early, but, you know, I just feel that. I just don't feel Tampa Tampa has enough weapons if they have to make a comeback. I think Green Bay's defense is playing good enough to shut them down. They finally, you know, LaFleur and and um, Aaron Rodgers are finally on the same page with that offense, and I think they can score as many points as they want to just about anybody in this league. So, you know, although all, all the short money, you know, is going on Green Bay, and, I'm you know, I'm, I think the public will bounce it out a little bit because I think the public likes Brady. You know, I think, I, you know, it's probably not a good game to bet. I'm probably not going to play it. It would be a good sit-and-watch game. I think I'd have to lean to Green Bay if I was going to play this game. So yeah, you know, the, only, the only thing that scares me about, you know, I, I, I like Green Bay. And, and I'm, you know, uh, I, this is probably not a game I, I'm going to bet. But the only thing that scares me, I mean, I don't know. You, you guys know how I am. I'm Green Bay's 4-0 against the spread this year. <laughs> I mean, it's a match. Yeah. You know, they're they're not going to go. You know, sixteen and zero against the spread. Well, no, they're not. I mean, you know, exactly. and you know, they could they could have a, a little spread let down. 
Oh, uh, they could have a you know next week or the next two or three weeks they could have a little spread right down because you know you know when they face mediocre teams they're going to lay some big numbers. Those are probably going to be the weeks that you know they're laying seven or eight and they might win by three or four. Those are those I think those are the ones that are going to jump up and bite you. I, you know, I don't see the spread coming into play at this one at all, even if it was three. I don't really see this being a field goal game. I think whoever wins the game, whether it's Tampa or Green Bay, is going to win by more than that. So, but we'll see what happens in this one. It's a good, probably a good sit-and-watch game, guys. Um, all right, our last game is uh, Casey, Casey and Buffalo. Casey's at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo just come off with demolishing um, by the um, – you know, by the graces of Tennessee, just flat. You know, we we like Tennessee. We you know we played them a little bit, but but um, what do you what, what kind of numbers we got in this game, Carl? What kind of movement we got? Uh, well, to be honest with you, the so the game opened uh, three and a half and fifty five, and uh, you know uh, this morning a little while ago it was uh, three and a half and fifty seven and a half, so. Uh, the side hadn't done a whole lot, but uh, looks like they popped the total a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, and it, that's this. Look, this is a tough game. This is two great football teams. Uh, yeah, it, it, this thing could go either way. So, all right, Steve, let's see what you think about it. I mean, I, I I'm not in love with either side. I know you know the public's going to be on Kansas City just because they think like. You know, Kansas City's great. They're not going to lose two in a row. And that's that's what makes me kind of like Buffalo because I've been betting this long enough to know anything can happen on any given week with any two teams. So I'm not going to fall into that trap and think Kansas City can't lose two in a row because they can. And this is a tough spot for Kansas City. I mean, Buffalo kind of – I don't know. I, I think they kind of got caught looking ahead in that Tennessee game. I really do. So – I think they're going to be ready to play at home. This is a tough spot for Kansas City. I, I lay in three and a half. I mean, they could win, but I think if, if they do win, it'll be a field goal game. Yeah. Well, the way I look at this game is, you know, before the game, I thought Buffalo and Tennessee were probably mirror images of each other. Real good defenses, both of them. You know, decent offenses. Um, I thought Buffalo was starting to come along, scoring more points, which they have been. You know, same with Tennessee, but you know, Tennessee just seemed to have the upper hand on Buffalo the other night. It was just, you know, it was just like a snowball effect. I mean, Buffalo didn't have an answer for them. And Tennessee's defense stepped up and he just, you know, they just flat beat them. It happens sometimes. Um, I think Buffalo is a little upset. You know, they got technically got embarrassed on national TV. I think Casey has, they have sort of toned down a little bit from when they started. They started out gangbusters. I mean, they, you know, they, they go out and they, um, they beat Baltimore, and you know they they stay. They, I mean, I think I won't say struggling, but like me and Steve have talked about in the past, you know, quarterbacks like Mahomes and and um, you know, Deshaun Watson and and uh, what's his name, the kid from Baltimore, um, the quarterback, Lamar Jackson. You know, if you can if you can put a rush on these guys and keep them embedded in that pocket and make them sort of throw the ball around a bunch of bodies, they seem to struggle. Even Mahomes gets a little inaccurate at times. So, and, you know, I think Buffalo, you know, if Buffalo would have lost the game by a field goal, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't think it's a big deal, but they got, they got the crap beat out of them. And I think, you know, playing Kansas City, maybe they were looking ahead. 
But I think they're going to come out and they're going to um, they're going to come out with a terror. Um, I think they'll do a little better. I think they'll do better this week. So, like I said, if I had to play the game, I definitely would take Buffalo in the points. So, let's get to our picks for the what everybody's been waiting for. Our picks for the week. Carl in college. Who do you like in college this week? You know, I, I tell you, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I like Ole Miss laying the two. I mean, I, I just, uh, I like that game. Uh, uh, it's probably a game that I'll bet. Uh, uh, like I said earlier, I just, uh, I think Lane Kiffin's offense is just going to be too much for Arkansas's defense. Uh, so I like them. Uh, let's see. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I like some of the totals, you know, I, I'm kind of a totals guy, you know. I, not a whole lot of games. I, I, you know, it's one of the first things I look at is totals. I just, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a big college sides guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I can't, in the Tennessee uh, Kentucky game, I, I kind of like the under a little bit. Okay. Uh, you know, I, you know, and now they, they moved it way out of line. You know, they really, the, the, the sharps are really driven it way down. So. Uh, I'm going to wait and see, uh, you know, and see if this thing, you know, if it goes any lower, I'm not. But if I can get it around 47 and a half or so, which is going to have to come up a little bit, I'll probably play the under there. Um, and then let's see in the Georgia, in the Georgia-Bama game, uh, you know, I like to draw, I like Georgia. Uh, I'm going to take the points if I bet it. Okay. Steve the Shrimp Man. What you got? And do you have any shrimp cocktail parlays for everybody this week in college? Well, I do. I, I have a shrimp cocktail in the college. I mean, the shrimp cocktails have been going one and one lately. Hopefully, we can cash a parlay this week. Uh, last week, I I was on Houston and and they beat Tulane pretty good, and it wasn't looking good early. They turned the ball over, but they uh, I think they turned it over five or six times and still win the game by nineteen points. That just tells me that they're a superior team, and I I knew they were going to be loaded this year. Dana Holgerson's a great coach, and I I know BYU's been playing well, but uh, Houston is is the first part of my shrimp cocktail. Right now, you can get them plus four and a half, five. I just don't think the odds makers are caught up to how good this team is yet. I, I think they're a top twenty team for sure, and they're unranked. So, and they're at home getting five from. A 14th ranked team, BYU. I think uh, I know they had some issues with some players not practicing. I don't know if it's COVID related or what, but that's not going to scare me off. I still like Houston in this game. And uh, another game that I absolutely love is South Carolina plus three. I got it at three and a half. It's down to three now against Auburn. Auburn is very much overrated this year. Their defensive line is pure D garbage. Georgia exposed them. And let's face it, going on the road to play a tough South Carolina team that likes to run the ball, they're going to be in for a long afternoon. Yeah. So South Carolina plus three, the great bet. I think South Carolina wins the game outright. Yeah. Well, on mine, I like. I agree with you with the South Carolina. I definitely agree with you that Carl. I have to go against you with the Arkansas. But my two games, I'm going to give out. I do like Kentucky. We explained before. I think they're. They played so many close games. They two of those games they should have won, and I think they're improving and they're improving and they're improving. And like Steve said, Tennessee's quarterback is you know you get you get in his head a little bit and he just loses his mind. So I mean, he and he will throw the ball and make mistakes. So 
I think it's time for Kentucky to step up and win a big game like this. I think this is a perfect, perfect spot for them. The other team I like, I like North Carolina State minus four and a half at home against Duke. North Carolina State sort of came out of nowhere. You know, they, you know, they, they, they beat Pitt on the road. Um, they win last week. I can't remember who they beat. I had them last week. And Duke started out real soft. I was high on Duke this year, but they struggled. But they actually um, jumped up and win last week. I think they beat Syracuse. But I just think NC State all around is the better team. They're playing good. And I think they're going to be a surprise team in the ACC this year. So I definitely like North Carolina minus the four and a half against Duke. Um, let's go to our NFL now. Carl, what do you think? What do you well, what do you what do you like uh, you in the know, NFL? I, I, one one game we talked about, I like. You know, I'm gonna. Uh, you know, I, I've I've noticed that uh, uh, throughout the years, usually when a when a team uh, reverses the favorite, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, Green Bay minus the one uh, against Tampa Bay. I just uh, I like Green Bay. I like their schedule. I think this team's gonna make a run. Uh, and then the other game that uh, you know uh, that, that we hadn't talked about is I love the uh, the Bengals coach over forty six and a half. Okay. Uh, so I'm probably going to play them individually, and I might even do a little uh, hook up there uh, for a little two teamer. Uh, and then there'll be some some games. You know, I'll take my little lottery teaser. Uh, I'll play four or five games on a teaser. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's probably going to be it for me. Yeah. All right, Steve, what you got in the NFL this week? Well, I'm going with a shrimp cocktail, two team parlay. I uh, last week I I took the Jets and they laid an egg, but you know I I did see some things that I liked uh, with Flacco. I saw it towards you know in the second half, it looked like he was starting to complete some passes and get the speed of the game back. It's just hard for when a guy sits out that many weeks to come in and really be comfortable. And I think it's just like a race horse coming off a layoff. They always need a race to get to get back in shape. And uh, I think uh, this this week the Jets are absolutely the play. It'll probably be 10 by kickoff, I would think. You know, it's probably one of the strongest angles in sports when a team – wins outright as a seven point or more dog and then they're following up the following week as a seven point or more favorite that's just too much of a you know get, you know I know I know the Jets are a bad team but that's just too much of a line switch I mean it's just you know the Dolphins really are, I think they're getting to be a little overrated because of that win in Frisco and then they come home and I mean the Jets they don't look good but I I know they cut Levy on belt. Maybe he was causing problems in the locker room. I just think that's too many points. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if the Jets win the game out late this week. I think the Jets are my best play. And I also like Jacksonville plus three, you maybe find three and a half against Detroit. I mean, I just don't think Detroit should be three and a half over anybody in the NFL on the road. They're just as bad as those teams, in my opinion. And I, I just think Jacksonville, Minshew's due for a better game. And, you know, I know Detroit's coming off a bye, but they're bad. I mean, they got a horrible defense. The Saints could have scored 80 on them if they wanted to. They just laid down in the second half and quit trying to score. I mean, I think Minshew's going to throw for a lot of yards at home. And I, I, I could see that game ending in a field goal either way. So if you can get three and a half, I definitely would take the Jaguars in that spot. Okay, good. All right. This week in the NFL, I like, like I said, 
I like Pittsburgh minus a three and a half. I'll explain to everybody why. I just think, I don't know. I just don't think, I think everybody's writing. I won't say they're writing Pittsburgh off. I think they're just still, it's a little early to be jumping on the Cleveland bandwagon. This is, you know, this is a little bit of a rivalry game from the past. And like I said, Pittsburgh has beat them an average of 10 points in all that last five meetings. So I think Pittsburgh's the right side of this one, minus a three and a half. I also like Carolina. Carolina opened three. It's now it's one and a half. They're all they're they're all over Chicago. I think this is a little bit of a let. I don't know if it's a letdown or I just don't think they're going to go to Carolina and take Carolina seriously. And Teddy Bridgewater is playing good for them, and they've been they've been playing consistent every week, and they win in games. And nobody's talking about Carolina because. You know, it was sort of a mystery. I mean, they lost Cam Newton. You know, Bridgewater was with the Saints last year. And he, you know, when he filled in for Breeze, he did good. I mean, what he went, 5-1, and 6-1? and one, or, I mean, and he's playing good with Carolina. That's all that matters. If you get out there, you execute, you win games. That's what he's doing. I don't, I don't think anybody's giving Carolina a chance this game is because, you know, Chicago on, on Thursday night, they beat Tampa. You know, big win for them. Don't get me wrong. You know whether they still, whether they still high on that, on that game a little bit, but they go on the road to Carolina. I think it's a good spot to Carolina. I think they could. I think they'll jump up and bite Chicago and beat them outright. So, well, guys, that is it was a great show. That's the show for this week. I want to mention a few things. All you listeners out there, all over the world, if you're coming, if you're going to come to Biloxi. You definitely want to check out the Beau Rivage. It has a, a new sports book. It's been around. How long has it been around, Carl, the new book? Uh, I, I think right at two years now. Two years. It's sort of an oval, round shape inside. It's pretty nice. It's so, it's different. So you definitely want to go do your, do your watching at the Beau Rivage sports book and, you know, go up there and tell Carl, hey, if you get in there. And for you other people coming out here to Vegas, obviously we want to come to Mirage sports book, number one sports book in Vegas. Great staff, great management. They take care of you there. It's the it's the best laid out sports book around to watch all your games. So come out to the Mirage Sportsbook, number one book in Vegas, and the Beau Rivage book in Biloxi. Well, I want to thank Carl, Carl Johnson, for being on the show this week, giving us all his input. Thank you, Mark. From the Beau, from Beau Rivage and the book and all all his information. I hope that's helpful for everybody. And our sidekick, Steve the Shrimp Man. And we will see y'all next week. So everybody, good luck this week and let's make some money. And we're out. Good day from Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas Sports Talk. I'm your host, New Orleans Mark. We're going to break down week seven of the NFL and college football. You can follow me on Twitter at the New Orleans Cajun, T-H-E-N-A-W-L-I-N-S-C-A-J-U-N. You can also listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and other various podcasts. And you can also listen to me on the Inside New Orleans radio show hosted by Eric Asher on 106.1 FM WRK in New Orleans and also on iHeartRadio every Friday 
at 615 Central and also on ericasher.com. So, okay, so let's get to it. Joining me again today for this week, my sidekick, Steve the Shrimp Man. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Mark, how's it going? Hanging in there, hanging in there. So let's get to week seven. We'll start out with college. We have the Big Ten starting out up this this week. Big Ten, and I think that's the only other conference starting up. And I know we got the Pac-10 and Wax going to be following soon. So let's get that first matchup we're going to talk about today. Mountain West is starting up too, Mark. Uh, Mountain West? Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, you're right. Okay, San Diego State, UNLV, Nevada, Wyoming, that, all yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. Good. Okay. So we got that straight. So, so Big Ten, Mountain West starting up. All right, let's get to our matchups this week. We're going to talk about the first game. We'll talk about NC State at North Carolina. It opened 18. Line has been bet down to 15. See, what do you what do you think about this game? Well, I think, you know, you know, NC State's been overachieving. They're four and one. And um, I know they have a pretty good record against the spread. Not sure exactly what it is. But uh, their quarterback did get injured last week. So they're bringing in a new quarterback. I think he played the fourth quarter against uh, Duke and he threw a touchdown pass. But if you saw the game, that pass should have been intercepted. It went right through the defender's hand. So. It, he didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, they, they kind of kept things close to the vest with him. He ran a few read options and quarterback keepers and stuff, but uh, he really didn't look too good throwing the ball. And I think after North Carolina got beat by Florida State as a big favorite, uh, that was a, a crushing loss to them. I mean, they had, you know, national championship aspirations, and that went down the drain with that game. But I still think North Carolina is a very talented team, very good team, solid, got plenty of depth. Mac Brown's good coach. Um, you know, I, I just think they went in that sleepwalking in the first half and got dug themselves a hole they couldn't get out of. But that won't happen this week. I think North Carolina is going to come out, especially this being an in-state rivalry. Uh, I would look for them to beat this team by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, I've been, I've been, NC State's been one of the teams I've been high on this year. I've actually been on them, probably bet them two or three weeks already and have covered with them. Actually, they've won games outright. But, you know, with the quarterback missing, you know, out and the backup coming in, you know, just don't know how, how he's going to perform against a tough NC, North Carolina team. You know, they're coming off that Florida State loss, which was, you know, couldn't understand what happened with that game, but you know, I'm I, I think it's a good game to pass on. I'm not going to do anything with it. You like it, North Carolina to win by three touchdowns, so I will see what happens on that one. Let's go to Iowa State. Good matchup here. Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Uh, line open. Oklahoma State minus four. It's down to three and a half. So they got a little tad of Iowa State money coming in. What do you think about this game? Uh, I mean, I really don't have a side in this game. I think it's going to be a good game. You got two teams that are very good, two well-coached teams. Gundy's a good, very good coach, Oklahoma State. And uh, the guy at Iowa State, I can't think of his name. I know he came from uh, Toledo, uh, Matt, Matt something. I can't think of his name. But anyway, he's a really good coach. He's done a really good job with Iowa State. 
you know, Iowa State plays solid defense. They usually don't turn the ball over a lot. Oklahoma State, you know, uh, they started the season off a little slow against uh, Tulsa, but they've really played good since. And, uh, you know, I think this will be a game basically could come down to the last possession. Maybe, you know, whoever turns it over the least makes the fewest mistakes probably going to win this game because it's two very, very closely matched teams. Yeah, I agree. I think it could it's easily a toss-up. Iowa State has been getting better the last few years. They've been, you know, at least the last couple of years, they've been very competitive with all the teams in the Big Ten and everybody across their, their schedule. And I think they're just picking up where they left off from last year. I think they will play Oklahoma State tough. Uh, they're not intimidated. They went in, they went in early in the year and they beat somebody. Yeah, they beat Oklahoma early in the year. So, I'm not concerned about them going into Oklahoma State and, you know, you know, freaking out because they're on the road against, you know, a decent school. They've already been to Oklahoma and beat them. So that's a great conference builder. So, you know, I definitely like Iowa State in this game. Um, our last game we'll go over is um, big, our first one of our Big Ten matchups going to be Michigan at Minnesota. This is a flip game. I looked it up. Mich- I mean, Minnesota actually opened up a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It's flipped over to the Michigan side. They're now a three-point favorite. So, what do you think about this game, Steve? I mean, these flip games, normally when they flip, it's usually a good side to bet to the way the, the line's moving. But in this particular spot, I got to take uh, Minnesota plus the three. I, I mean, I mean Harbaugh's a good coach, but he's kind of underachieved at, at Michigan. I mean, he, he has yet to beat Ohio State. He's been – you know, they've been good, but they haven't been great. They've been winning nine, ten games a year. Uh, but this P.J. Fleck, what he's done at Minnesota is phenomenal. I mean, he's got that team, you know, last year they had a terrific year. Um, they beat Auburn in the bowl game. And for them to score that many points on that defense that Auburn had last year in that bowl game is a credit to – to that team and almost the entire offense is coming back from that team. So they basically scored, you know, 30 points on an NFL caliber defense last year. So I don't think Michigan returning their five or six starters with a lot of inexperience on defense. I don't, I don't like their chances on the road going into Minnesota, shutting this team down. So I don't know how you could not take the three points in this game. Yeah, I agree. I think Harbaugh has been underachieving. I just don't think he's recruiting too good over there. I don't think he's getting a lot of the top-notch players. And like I said, Minnesota has vastly improved every year. And I think they already – I think they flirted with number 25 a little bit last year in the rankings. But I think they are ready to take that next step. And I think this is a perfect game for them to start out the season getting a win. I think – I think it wouldn't shock me if Minnesota win this game by seven, ten points. So I definitely like the side of Minnesota. Let's get to the NFL. Uh, first matchup we'll talk about is Pittsburgh at Tennessee. This is another. This is another almost like a double flip game here. Tennessee opened one, flipped over to Pittsburgh favorite minus one. Is now it's flipped back over to Tennessee's minus one. So give me a breakdown on this one. Oh, I mean, you got two two solid teams. They basically play the same style. They both have a very good defenses. They both like to run the ball. Um, 
They don't commit a lot of mistakes, turnovers and penalties. You know, I have a rule when two good teams play, I like to take the best, the best, you know, I like to take the home team. And in this case, it's Tennessee. And I, I mean, I, I'm not taking anything away from Mike Tomlin. I think he's, he's a good coach, but I'm starting to really, really like this Mike Vrabel. I mean, I think he's highly intelligent. He learned from the best in Belichick. And I mean, he's, He's just always got his head in the game. He doesn't make any kind of mistakes. He made a brilliant move last week against Houston. He sent an extra man on the field to stop the clock to take the penalty to save 40 seconds on the clock on a second and one, which was a brilliant move because it gave him 40 seconds to score at the end of the game and put the game into overtime. So, you know, the guy's just – he's doing everything right in Tennessee and and – this Henry running this running back they got, he's a he's a load. I mean, he's just I mean, Pittsburgh can run the ball, don't get me wrong. James Conner's a good back, but he's definitely not Henry. I mean, this 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 guy's a beast. He's he he may be the best player in the NFL right now. Yeah. You know, he's he's definitely tough to stop. And I I, I would think, you know, I like Tennessee in the game, you know. I, I it's not a game I bet my house on, but I definitely would like I definitely like Tennessee in this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Derrick Henry, Henry's picking up where he left off from Alabama. And, you know, he is a load. 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 260. He runs like – runs a four five four six four. I mean, he's like – you know, he's ridiculous. He's a freak. And, um, you know, these two teams, they probably just about evenly match. I mean, I give the edge overall to Tennessee. I think they're just a little better – I think maybe they're a little better offensively. I think they're both good defensively. Um, you know, Tanny Hills has come into his own. He's, you know, found a home, got a good system, scoring points. He can still scramble. He can still run. I mean, he was a receiver in college for a couple of years before he turned quarterback. So, um, you know, very competitive game. I definitely do like Tennessee in this one. I just think they're the overall better team. That's the side I like in this one. Let's go. Green Bay is at Houston. Green Bay opened a three and a half point favorite, and it looks like it's still three and a half. So not much action on this game. Um, how do you see this one coming? Uh, you know, Green Bay started the year off four and oh. They caught a few cupcakes in there. They had the Saints without Michael Thomas and they got they got lucky and got a, a, a Taysom Hill fumbled it on a, at midfield and they ended up scoring and basically stole the game on that play against the Saints. But really, I mean, the Saints were the only quality opponent they've beat. I mean, they beat some beat some weak teams. I think everybody got a little high on Green Bay, talking about they were the best team in the NFC and this and that. And that 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 could be no further from the truth. I mean, I, I, they're definitely, in my opinion, there's at least three teams in the NFC better than them right now. Uh, one of them beat them last week. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers did have a bad game. I think he threw three interceptions, or you know, and I know uh, they picked 60 once. But, you know, they on the road in Houston. Houston's a hungry team. Uh, I noticed they are playing a lot better since they fired Bill O'Brien. It was kind of a – you know, he was just taking so much heat for, for trading away to Hopkins, to Arizona. You know, the media was in Houston was all over him, and it was just a lot of distractions. And I think that's kind of left now. And I think Houston's kind of back to playing the way they're supposed to play. I mean, they're not a Super Bowl team, but they're above average team. And, 
you know, they're at home. Deshaun Watson looks like he's playing pretty good. I mean, he had a great game against Tennessee last week. They should have won the game. Um, I don't know how you pass up three and a half in this spot at home with Houston. I think Houston's definitely to play here. Yeah, I think the public, after Green Bay getting annihilated by Tampa, I think Green Bay, I think the public's going to be all over Green Bay this week. And I definitely like Houston in this in this spot here. You know, like I said, public goes one way, you go the other way. I think everybody's looking at Green Bay bouncing back. And like you said, I mean, Tennessee – been quietly playing competitive. Um, not, I'm not a big Deshaun Watson fan, but I got to give them credit. They, they showed some gumption against Tennessee. And you, like you said, they should have won the game and they played them tough. Um, I think I think they got something to prove in this game. It's another quality opponent, opponent coming into Houston. And I think they were like nothing better. And to beat Green Bay and – you know, for a positive step forward going into the um, rest of the season. So I do like Houston in this spot. Okay, we have Tampa Bay, who is coming off that annihilation of Green Bay, going to the Raiders, who's coming off of a bye week. Uh, Tampa has opened opened a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's up to three-and-a-half now. So some of the early money's going on Tampa. Uh, what do you think about this game? Well, you got the Raiders coming off a bye week. They just beat Kansas City before the bye week. And you got Tampa with an impressive win over Green Bay. So you got two teams that are both trending upward here. You know, it's just – I think it's a tough spot. I mean, I'm, I would lean towards the Raiders at plus three and a half. You know, that a home team, it's just – I'm kind of a sucker for a home team that can really play and score, getting more than a field goal. So I would probably take the Raiders in this spot, but it's it's not one of my top three plays for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, let's like say the Raiders beat the Saints early in the year and then he went and beat Kansas City. I think that was a big step forward for them. I think they finally getting on track. I liked what Gruden's doing with them. I think they're heading in the right direction. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and say it could be a letdown for Tampa. Maybe not taking the Raiders that seriously, but you know, going on the road to the Raiders, I think the Raiders are, are welcoming this challenge. I think they're ready for it, and I see them winning the game straight up. Um, I will say this. I will say this about not to cut you off, but yeah. Tampa Bay played an absolute perfect game against Green Bay. I think they had zero turnovers and zero penalties. That is unheard of in the NFL, and that's really unheard of for that to happen two weeks in a row. So I definitely look for Tampa to make a few mistakes in this game. Yeah, exactly. I think, and like I said, I think the Raider defense will help cause those mistakes too. So I think the Raiders are ready for the challenge. So I like that. Definitely like that side of the game. Uh, last one we're going to talk about is Chicago Monday night game. Chicago is at the Rams. Chicago opened seven and a half. It's down to six and a half. I'm, it's, yeah, it's down to six and a half now. No, that's wrong. I'm sorry. The Rams opened seven and a half, down to six and a half. So there's a little money coming in on Chicago. How do you see this game? I think Chicago's going to be a public dog on a Monday night game. I really do. The Rams, after having that letdown against Frisco, um, I could definitely see, you know, the public, the, the Bears have been playing really good since they made this quarterback change. But they still not really scoring a lot. They play good defense. They try to win games scoring 20 points. And I, I really think the Rams are going to open things up and 
put a lot of pressure on them this week to score. And I wouldn't be surprised if Foles has a has a couple turnovers on the road, and that'll that'll take care of them. I mean, you know, they like I said, they five and one, they three and zero oh on the road. Um, it's very hard to go undefeated on the road, so I think they're definitely looking for a a little letdown in this spot. And then I've already heard a couple people say they like the Bears in this game. So when the public starts betting the dog, I know what's happening. I know what's coming there. So you can definitely – you could bet the Rams in this spot, I think. I think that's that's actually one of my better plays this week in the NFL. Yeah, I also agree with you on that. I mean, two weeks ago, the Bears beat Tampa Bay, which was a big game for them. Um, they went over to Carolina the next week, and I was on Carolina, and Carolina just underachieved. The Bears beat them again. So, you know, two wins in a row, one against a good quality team and one against a decent team. And now they go on to the Rams, who just got embarrassed. I wouldn't say embarrassed, but they lose to the 49ers after the 49ers got, got crushed by Miami. And I think they made a, might have woke up the Rams. I think the Rams might have walked into that game a little flat. I think they'll be ready for Chicago coming in here. I definitely like the Rams in this situation. Like you said, I think the public's going to be all over Chicago's. It's like I think they're baiting them and they're taking them, you know, it's six, six and a half right now. I think they, they want you to take Chicago. I think the Rams rise up and shut them down. And I think I think they'll they'll give Foles some fits. So I think Foles will make he'll make a few mistakes, and I definitely like the Rams in this situation. So let's get to our picks here. Let's go to college first. Um Steve, you got any shrimp cocktail parlays for us this week? Yes, I do, Mark. The shrimp cocktail was uh, one and one last week in college and 0-2 in the NFL. Rough week. Looking to bounce back. One thing I'm not going to do is lie about my record. When I have a bad week, I'll be the first to stand up and admit it. And uh, But I don't expect that to continue. Um, this week, my college shrimp cocktail is Kentucky. Wildcats and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I think uh, Kentucky, you know, Missouri just beat LSU as a big dog. I think with 13, 12, something like that, 12-point dog. They beat them outright. And uh, Kentucky's just quietly one of them teams that's just playing better and better every week. Um, They destroyed Mississippi State. And then they came back last week and destroyed Tennessee. And like I said, Couple in the past few weeks, you know, I mean, I like what what uh, Mark Stoops is doing at Kentucky. They loaded and uh, Missouri, you know, they they just jumped up and played a good game. It's just hard for a bad team to fire two weeks in a row, you know, two or three weeks in a row. I guess they had to buy a week, but I don't think that's going to help them much in this spot. Kentucky's just a much more talented team, and uh, they're five and a half right now. I think Kentucky should be seven and a half, eight in this game, and. Uh, I, I think they win this game easy. I really do. And in Minnesota, I kind of explained what's going on there. I mean, they got a – their whole offense is coming back from last year, and they were really impressive running the ball. Their offensive line's huge, and I look for them to have their way with the Michigan defense in that game. I think Minnesota's at home getting three is – I think they got the wrong favorite in the game, really. Yeah. All right, my college plays were like, I've hit my last eight plays in college, guys. Eight plays. Don't ask me, but what I'm doing is working in college. NFL, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's a whole other story. Uh, first game I like is Cincinnati. Cincinnati's at, old, at SMU. 
since he actually opened a favorite by one, and now it's flipped over to two and a half. I like Cincinnati this game. I think Cincinnati is a little better overall team. They have played – they have a history. They have played SMU good over there, and I looked up some stats today. And one thing jumped out at me is is Cincinnati and, and SMU score a lot of points, 35. Cincinnati scores 35 a game. Ole Miss scores 42. But the thing that jumped out at me is Cincinnati's defense only is they only giving up 12 points a game. And SMU's giving up 25. So – that will probably, to me, will be the difference in the game. The spread's not big. You're actually getting points with Cincy. So, I see. I like, I, I like Cincy. I see Cincy winning this game straight up. Another game I like is I like Iowa State at Oklahoma State. They're getting three and a half right now. Game open four. It's down to three and a half. There's a little Iowa State money coming in. We already talked about that matchup before. I definitely think Iowa State's the right side in this game. I think they'll go. They like I said, they've already gone in and beat Oklahoma. They not they will not be intimidated. They will go in there and take care of business. And then the last game I like in college is Houston's at Navy. Houston opened eleven. It's been steamed all the way up to fourteen and a half. Now I know Navy's down a little bit this year. I looked up the history. These two teams have, you know, swap win swap wins at each other's places, and the other times have played real close. Um, Navy is down a little bit this year. You know, Houston's actually up a little bit this year. But I think, you know, I always believe when you when you face a team with a – you know, it's hard to prepare for a team that's running the triple option. And those teams are always going to have, have a shot to be in the game. And I think Navy will keep this game close. I don't know if they can win the game, but I think it'll be a close game. I don't really see a blowout in this game. I definitely like the 14-and-a-half. So take Navy plus the 14-and-a-half. So on to the NFL. I'll give mine first, and we'll end it with your with your Steve. Um, I like Washington. I like the Redskins this week plus three. They um, I'm sorry, minus three. I'm sorry. They open um, no nah, Washington today. It's a pick 'em now. Dallas opened the three point favorite. Now it's down to pick 'em. Probably, you know, reason why you know. Prescott's out, Andy Dalton's quarterback. But look, Dallas is not good. I'm not going to bad mouth them, but they're just their offense is bad. They they can't pass protect. The defense is actually horrible, and they have they have problems, a lot of problems. I've been liking Washington's offense. I mean, defense all year. They finally made that quarterback change. They're going with this Kyle Allen. Didn't have a bad week last week. 31 for 42 for 420 yards, two touchdowns and interception. I think that's what Washington needed. Their defense has been playing solid all year, and now they have a quarterback. I think they got a little confidence in this kid that's going to get out there and give them a chance. So I look for Washington to maybe beat up on Dallas pretty good. I mean, they're not going to solve Dallas's problems in one week. So I think Dallas is going to have problems the rest of the year. Second play I like is Kansas City is at Denver laying 10. They opened 10 late, and it's down to 9.5. I definitely like Denver in this spot. Casey coming off that big win against Buffalo, and they're going up to Mile High. Mile High is always a tough place to play. I think Denver is is a different team now that Drew Locke is back quarterback, and they do have a solid, solid defense, and I like this Drew Locke. He, he's moving the offense. He's you know They're playing well, so I definitely like Denver plus the points at home. In my last game, 
we talked about, we touched on this one, you know, Pittsburgh at Tennessee, you know, we definitely like, definitely like Tennessee in this spot. You know, we talked about the flip game, but like I said, I think Tennessee is a better overall team. So definitely take Tennessee in this spot. Steve, what you got for us in the NFL? I got two plays, shrimp cocktail. Uh, I like New England as my first play. I think they bounced back after that embarrassing home loss to Denver. Uh, Cam Newton, you know, he had had to sit out a game, and they they had a schedule discrepancy because they had he had COVID, and I, I don't think he was right. He didn't look good in the game. Uh, he played a little bit better in the fourth quarter, but overall, you know, New England's defense played well, but the the, the offense just looked horrible. But I do look for them to bounce back at home. Uh, against San Francisco. San Francisco's coming off that big win, and now they got to go to New England. New England's pissed. Bill Belichick, I don't think he ever lost two in a row at home in the last 15, 20 years. Now, granted, Brady ain't his quarterback right now, but I still think New England's got enough talent and enough pieces to win this game at home. Uh, I just – I think he – and another thing, you know, he knows Jimmy Garoppolo inside and out. He was the backup there for many years. So, he, I'm sure he knows his tendencies, and that's not going to help San Francisco in this spot either. I mean, Bill Belichick, believe me, he they, – they need a win. And normally when he needs a win, he gets a win. So, I'll look for New England to win this game for sure. I think they're minus two right now. They should get there. And the other game that I like, uh, I already talked about was the Rams. Uh, I just think that, you know, like I said, Chicago has been playing perfect ball. They've been, you know, winning those grind them out games, playing good defense, running the ball. But I just think the Rams have a lot of firepower when they want to use it. They can score a lot of points. And I do think they jump on Chicago in this game. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look for them to definitely cover the six here. Yeah, I agree with you on both spots, especially in the New England game. I'm I'm a firm believer there's you're gonna come across a lot of games during the season that are good spots and bad spots. And to me, this is this is definitely a bad spot for San Francisco and a good spot for New England. Just it's just like like you said, New England's lost that last two. And they are I wouldn't want to be playing New England this week. So I definitely like both both those plays. So all right, guys. Well, this will um, wrap up the show. I want to say thanks, Steve, the Shrimp Man, again, my sidekick. And we're going to let Roy Rogers and Dale Evans take us out of this with. Good day from Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas Sports Talk. I'm your host, New Orleans Mark. We're going to break down week seven of the NFL and college football. You can follow me on Twitter at the New Orleans Cajun, T-H-E-N-A-W-L-I-N-S-C-A-J-U-N. You can also listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and other various podcasts. And you can also listen to me 
on the Inside New Orleans radio show hosted by Eric Asher on 106.1 FM WRKN New Orleans and also on iHeartRadio every Friday at 6.15 Central and also on ericasher.com. So, okay, so let's get to it. Joining me again today, for this week, my sidekick, Steve the Shrimp Man. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Mark, how's it going? Hanging in there, hanging in there. So, let's get to week seven. We'll start out with college. We have the Big Ten starting out up this this week. Big Ten, and I think that's the only other conference starting up. And I know we got the Pac-10 and Wax going to be following soon, so... Let's get that first matchup we're going to talk about Mount, today. Mountain West is starting up too, Mark. Uh, Mountain West? Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, you're right. Okay, San Diego State, UNLV, Nevada, Nevada, Wyoming, that, all yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. Good. Okay. So we got that straight. So, so Big Ten, Mountain West starting up. All right, let's get to our matchups this week. We're going to talk about the first game. We'll talk about NC State at North Carolina. It opened 18. Line has been bet down to fifteen. See, what do you what do you think about this game? Well, I think you know, you know, NC State's been overachieving. They four and one, and um, I know they have a pretty good record against the spread. Not sure exactly what it is, but uh, their quarterback did get injured last week, so they're bringing in a new quarterback. I think he played the fourth quarter against uh, Duke and. He threw a touchdown pass, but if you saw the game, that pass should have been intercepted. It went right through the defender's hand, so it, he didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, they, they kind of kept things close to the vest with him. He ran a few read options and quarterback keepers and stuff, but uh, he really didn't look too good throwing the ball. And I think after North Carolina got beat by Florida State as a big favorite, uh, that was a, a crushing loss to them. I mean, they had – you know, national championship aspirations, and that went down the drain with that game. But I still think North Carolina is a very talented team, very good team, solid, got plenty of depth. Mac Brown's good coach. Um, you know, I, I just think they went in that sleepwalking in the first half and got dug themselves a hole they couldn't get out of. But that won't happen this week. I think North Carolina is going to come out, especially this being an in-state rivalry. Uh, I would look for him to beat this team by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, I've been, I've been, NC State's been one of the teams I've been high on this year. I've actually been on them, probably bet them two or three weeks already and have covered with them. Actually, they've won games outright. But, you know, with the quarterback missing, you know, out and the backup coming in, you know, just don't know how, how he's going to perform against a tough NC, North Carolina team. You know, they're coming off that Florida State loss, which was, you know, couldn't understand what happened with that game. But, you know, I'm, I I think it's a good game to pass on. I'm not going to do anything with it. You like it, North Carolina to win by three touchdowns. So, I will see what happens on that one. Let's go to Iowa State. Good matchup here. Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Uh, line open, Oklahoma State minus four. It's down to three and a half. So they got a little tad of Iowa State money coming in. What do you think about this game? I mean, I really don't have a side in this game. I think it's going to be a good game. You got two teams that are very good, two well-coached teams. Gundy's a good, very good coach, Oklahoma State. And uh, 
the guy at Iowa State. I can't think of his name. I know he came from uh, Toledo. Uh, Matt, Matt something. I can't think of his name. But anyway, he's a really good coach. He's done a really good job with Iowa State. You know, Iowa State plays solid defense. They usually don't turn the ball over a lot. Oklahoma State, you know, uh, they started the season off a little slow against uh, Tulsa, but they've really played good since. And, uh, you know, I think this will be a game basically could come down to the last possession. Maybe, you know, whoever turns it over the least makes the fewest mistakes probably going to win this game because it's two very, very closely matched teams. Yeah, I agree. I think it could it's easily a toss-up. Iowa State has been getting better the last few years. They've been, you know, at least the last couple of years, they've been very competitive with all the teams in the Big Ten and everybody across their, their schedule. And I think they're just picking up where they left off from last year. I think they will play Oklahoma State tough. Uh, they're not intimidated. They went, in, they went in early in the year, and they beat somebody. They beat Oklahoma early in the year. So, I'm not concerned about them going into Oklahoma State and, you know, you know, freaking out because they're on the road against, you know, a decent school. They've already been to Oklahoma and beat them. So that's a great conference builder. So, you know, I definitely like Iowa State in this game. Um, our last game we'll go over is um, big, our first one of our Big Ten matchups going to be Michigan at Minnesota. This is a flip game. I looked it up. Mich- I mean, Minnesota actually opened up a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It's flipped over to the Michigan side. They're now a three-point favorite. So what do you think about this game, Steve? I mean, these flip games, normally when they flip, it's usually a good side to bet to the way the the line's moving. But in this particular spot, I got to take Minnesota plus the three. I I mean, mean, Harbaugh's a good coach, but he's kind of underachieved at at Michigan. I mean, he he has yet to beat Ohio State. He's been – you know, they've been good, but they haven't been great. They've been winning nine, ten games a year. Uh, but this P.J. Fleck, what he's done at Minnesota is phenomenal. I mean, he's got that team, you know, last year they had a terrific year. Um, they beat Auburn in the bowl game. And for them to score that many points on that defense that Auburn had last year in that bowl game is a credit to – to that team and almost the entire offense is coming back from that team. So they basically scored, you know, 30 points on an NFL caliber defense last year. So I don't think Michigan returning their five or six starters with a lot of inexperience on defense. I don't, I don't like their chances on the road going into Minnesota, shutting this team down. So I don't know how you could not take the three points in this game. Yeah, I agree. I think Harbaugh has been underachieving. I just don't think he's recruiting too good over there. I don't think he's getting a lot of the top-notch players. And like I said, Minnesota has vastly improved every year. And I think they already – I think they flirted with number 25 a little bit last year in the rankings. But I think they are ready to take that next step. And I think this is a perfect game for them to start out the season getting a win. I think – I think it wouldn't shock me if Minnesota win this game by seven, ten points. So I definitely like the side of Minnesota. Let's get to the NFL. Uh, first matchup we'll talk about is Pittsburgh at Tennessee. This is another. This is another almost like a double flip game here. Tennessee opened one, flipped over to Pittsburgh favorite minus one. Is now it's flipped back over to Tennessee's minus one. So give me a breakdown on this one. 
Oh, I mean, you got two two solid teams. They basically play the same style. They both have a very good defenses. They both like to run the ball. Um, they don't commit a lot of mistakes, turnovers, and penalties. You know, I have a rule when two good teams play. I like to take the best, the best. You know, I like to take the home team, and in this case, it's Tennessee. And I, I mean, I. I'm not taking anything away from Mike Tomlin. I think he's he's a good coach, but I'm starting to really, really like this Mike Vrabel. I mean, I think he's highly intelligent. He learned from the best in Belichick, and, I mean, he's he's just always got his head in the game. He doesn't make any kind of mistakes. He made a brilliant move last week against Houston. He sent an extra man on the field to stop the clock to take the penalty to save 40 seconds on the clock on a second and one which was a brilliant move because it gave him 40 seconds to score at the end of the game and put the game into overtime. So, you know, the guy's just – he's doing everything right in Tennessee. And and this Henry running – this running back they got, he's a, he's a load. I mean, he's just – I mean, Pittsburgh can run the ball. Don't get me wrong. James Conner's a good back, but he's definitely not Henry. I mean, this 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 guy's a beast. He's He, he may be the best player in the NFL right now. Yeah, you know, he's, he's definitely tough to stop. And I, I, I would think, you know, I like Tennessee in the game. You know, I, I, it's not a game I bet my house on, but I definitely would like – I definitely like Tennessee in this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Derrick Henry, Henry's picking up where he left off from Alabama. And, you know, he is a load. 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 260. He runs like – runs a four five four six four. I mean, he's like – you know, he's ridiculous. He's a freak. And – um. You know, these two teams, they probably just about evenly match. I mean, I give the edge overall to Tennessee. I think they're just a little better. I think maybe they're a little better offensively. I think they're both good defensively. Um, you know, Tannehill's has come into his own. He's, you know, found a home, got a good system, scoring points. He can still scramble. He can still run. I mean, he was a receiver in college for a couple of years before he turned quarterback. So, um you know, very competitive game. I definitely do like Tennessee in this one. I just think they're the overall better team. That's the side I like in this one. Let's go. Green Bay is at Houston. Green Bay opened a three-and-a-half point favorite, and it looks like it's still three-and-a-half. So not much action on this game. Um, how do you see this one coming? Uh, you know, Green Bay started the year off 4-0. and They – Caught a few cupcakes in there. They had the Saints without Michael Thomas, and they got they got lucky and got a, a, a Taysom Hill fumbled it on a, at midfield, and they ended up scoring and basically stole the game on that play against the Saints. But really, I mean, the Saints were the only quality opponent they've beat. I mean, they beat some beat some weak teams. I think everybody got a little high on Green Bay, talking about they were the best team in the NFC and this and that, and that 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 could be no further from the truth I mean I, I, they're definitely in my opinion there's at least three teams in the NFC better than them right now uh one of them beat them last week I mean you know Aaron Rodgers did have a bad game I think he threw three interceptions or you know and I know uh, they picked 60 once but you know they on the road in Houston Houston's a hungry team uh, I noticed they are playing a lot better since they fired Bill O'Brien it was kind of a you know, 
he was just taking so much heat for, for trading away to Hopkins to Arizona, you know, the media was in Houston was all over him and it was just a lot of distractions. And I think that's kind of left now. And I think Houston's kind of back to playing the way they supposed to play. I mean, they're not a Super Bowl team, but they're above average team. And, you know, they're at home. Deshaun Watson looks like he's playing pretty good. I mean, he had a great game against Tennessee last week. They should have won the game. Um, I don't know how you pass up three and a half in this spot at home with Houston. I think Houston's definitely the play here. Yeah, I think the public, after Green Bay getting annihilated by Tampa, I think Green Bay, I think the public's going to be all over Green Bay this week. And I definitely like Houston in this in this spot here. You know, like I said, public goes one way, you go the other way. I think everybody's looking at Green Bay bouncing back. And like you said, I mean, Tennessee – been quietly playing competitive. Um, not, I'm not a big Deshaun Watson fan, but I got to give them credit. They, they showed some gumption against Tennessee. And you, like you said, they should have won the game, and they played them tough. Um, I think I think they got something to prove in this game. It's another quality opponent, opponent coming into Houston, and I think they were like nothing better. And to beat Green Bay and – you know, for a positive step forward going into the um, rest of the season. So I do like Houston in this spot. Okay, we have Tampa Bay, who is coming off that annihilation of Green Bay, going to the Raiders, who's coming off of a bye week. Uh, Tampa has opened opened a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's up to three-and-a-half now. So some of the early money's going on Tampa. Uh, what do you think about this game? Well, you got the Raiders coming off a bye week. They just beat Kansas City before the bye week. And you got Tampa with an impressive win over Green Bay. So you got two teams that are both trending upward here. You know, it's just – I think it's a tough spot. I mean, I would lean towards the Raiders at plus three and a half. You know, that a home team, it's just – I'm kind of a sucker for a home team that can really play and score, getting more than a field goal. So I would probably take the Raiders in this spot, but it's it's not one of my top three plays for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, like I said, the Raiders beat the Saints early in the year and they went and beat Kansas City. I think that was a big step forward for them. I think they finally getting on track. I liked what Gruden's doing with them. I think they're heading in the right direction. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and say it could be a letdown for Tampa. Maybe not taking the Raiders that seriously, but you know, going on the road to the Raiders, I think the Raiders are, are welcoming this challenge. I think they're ready for it, and I see them winning the game straight up. Um, I will say this. I will say this about not to cut you off, but yeah. Tampa Bay played an absolute perfect game against Green Bay. I think they had zero turnovers and zero penalties. That is unheard of in the NFL, and that's really unheard of for that to happen two weeks in a row. So I definitely look for Tampa to make a few mistakes in this game. Yeah, exactly. I think, and like I said, I think the Raider defense will help cause those mistakes too. So I think the Raiders are ready for the challenge. So I like that. Definitely like that side of the game. Uh, last one we're going to talk about is Chicago Monday night game. Chicago is at the Rams. Chicago opened seven and a half. It's down to six and a half. I'm, it's, yeah, it's down to six and a half now. No, that's wrong. I'm sorry. The Rams opened seven and a half, down to six and a half. So there's a little money coming in on Chicago. How do you see this game? I think Chicago's going to be a public dog on a Monday night game. I really do. The Rams, after having that letdown against Frisco, um, 
I could definitely see, you know, the public, the, the Bears have been playing really good since they made this quarterback change. But they're still not really scoring a lot. They play good defense. They try to win games scoring 20 points. And I, I really think the Rams are going to open things up and put a lot of pressure on them this week to score. And I wouldn't be surprised if Foles has a, has a couple turnovers on the road, and that'll, that'll take care of them. I mean, you know, they, like I said, they 5-1, and one, they 3-0 and oh on the road. Um, it's very hard to go undefeated on the road. So I think they're definitely looking for a, a little letdown in this spot. And then I've already heard a couple people say they like the Bears in this game. So when the public starts betting a dog, I know what's happening. I know what's coming there. So you can definitely – you could bet the Rams in this spot, I think. I think that's that's actually one of my better plays this week in the NFL. Yeah, I also agree with you on that. I mean, two weeks ago, the Bears beat Tampa Bay, which was a big game for them. Um, they went over to Carolina the next week, and I was on Carolina, and Carolina just underachieved, the Bears beat them again. So, you know, two wins in a row, one against a good quality team and one against a decent team. And now they go on to the Rams, who just got embarrassed. I wouldn't say embarrassed, but they lose to the 49ers after the 49ers got, got crushed by Miami. And I think they made a, might have woke up the Rams. I think the Rams might have walked into that game a little flat. I think they'll be ready for Chicago coming in here. I definitely like the Rams in this situation. Like you said, I think the public's going to be all over Chicago's. It's like I think they're baiting them and they're taking them, you know, it's six, six and a half right now. I think they, they want you to take Chicago. I think the Rams rise up and shut them down. And I think I think they'll they'll give Foles some fits. So I think Foles will make they'll make a few mistakes, and I definitely like the Rams in this situation. So let's get to our picks here. Let's go to college first. Um, Steve, you got any shrimp cocktail parlays for us this week? Yes, I do, Mark. The shrimp cocktail was uh one and one last week in college and oh and two in the NFL. Rough week looking to bounce back. One thing I'm not going to do is lie about my record when I have a bad week, I'll be the first to stand up and admit it. And uh, but I don't expect that to continue. Um, this week, my college shrimp cocktail is Kentucky. Wildcats and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I think uh, Kentucky, you know, Missouri just beat LSU as a big dog. I think with 13, 12, something like that, 12-point dog. They beat them outright. And uh, Kentucky's just quietly one of them teams that's just playing better and better every week. Um, They destroyed Mississippi State. And then they came back last week and destroyed Tennessee. And like I said, Couple in the past few weeks, you know, I mean, I like what what uh, Mark Stoops is doing at Kentucky. They loaded and uh, Missouri, you know, they they just jumped up and played a good game. It's just hard for a bad team to fire two weeks in a row, you know, two or three weeks in a row. I guess they had to buy a week, but I don't think that's going to help them much in this spot. Kentucky's just a much more talented team, and uh, they're five and a half right now. I think Kentucky should be seven and a half, eight in this game, and. Uh, I, I think they win this game easy. I really do. And in Minnesota, I kind of explained what's going on there. I mean, they got a – their whole offense is coming back from last year, and they were really impressive running the ball. Their offensive line's huge, and I look for them to have their way with the Michigan defense in that game. I think Minnesota's at home getting three is – I think they got the wrong favorite in the game, really. Yeah. 
All right, my college plays what I like. I've hit my last eight plays in college, guys. Eight plays. Don't ask me, but what I'm doing is working in college. NFL, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's a whole other story. Uh, first game I like is Cincinnati. Cincinnati is at, old, at SMU. Since he actually opened a favorite by one, and now it's flipped over to two and a half. I like Cincinnati this game. I think Cincinnati is a little better overall team. They have played, they have a history that played SMU good over there. And I looked up some stats today. And one thing jumped out at me is, is Cincinnati and, and SMU score a lot of points, 35. Cincinnati scores 35 a game. Ole Miss scores 42. But the thing that jumped out at me is, Cincinnati's defense only is they only giving up 12 points a game. And SMU's giving up 25. So that will probably, to me, will be the difference in the game. The spread's not big. You're actually getting points with Cincy. So I see, I like, I, I like Cincy. I see Cincy winning this game straight up. Another game I like is I like Iowa State at Oklahoma State. They're getting three and a half right now. Game open four is down to three and a half. There's a little Iowa State money coming in. We already talked about that matchup before. I definitely think Iowa State's the right side in this game. I think they'll go. They like I said, they've already gone in and beat Oklahoma. They not they will not be intimidated. They will go in there and take care of business. And then the last game I like in college is Houston's at Navy. Houston opened eleven. It's been steamed all the way up to fourteen and a half. Now I know Navy's down a little bit this year. I looked up the history. These two teams have. You know, swap win, swap wins at each other's places, and the other times have played real close. Um, Navy is down a little bit this year. You know, Houston's actually up a little bit this year, but I think you know, I always believe when you when you face a team with a, you know, it's hard to prepare for a team that's run the triple option, and those teams are always going to have, have a shot to be in the game. And I think Navy will keep this game close. I don't know if they could win the game. But I think it'll be a close game. I don't really see a blowout in this game. I definitely like the 14 and a half. So take Navy plus the 14 and a half. So on to the NFL. I'll give mine first and we'll end it with your with your Steve. Um I like Washington. I like the Redskins this week, plus three. They um I'm sorry, minus three. I'm sorry. They open um now, Washington, it's a pick them now. Dallas opened the three-point favorite. Now it's down to pick them. Probably, you know, reason why, you know, Prescott's out, Andy Dalton's quarterback. But look, Dallas is not good. I'm not going to badmouth them, but they're just, their offense is bad. They, they can't pass protect. The defense is actually horrible. And they have, they have problems, a lot of problems. I've been liking Washington's offense, I mean, defense all year. They finally made that quarterback change. They're going with this Kyle Allen. Didn't have a bad week last week. 31 for 42 for 420 yards, two touchdowns and interception. I think that's what Washington needed. Their defense has been playing solid all year. And now they have a quarterback. I think they got a little confidence in this kid that's going to get out there and give them a chance. So I look for Washington to maybe beat up on Dallas pretty good. I mean, they're not going to solve Dallas's problems in one week. So I think Dallas is going to have problems the rest of the year. Second play I like is Kansas City is at Denver laying 10. They open 10 late and it's down to 9.5. I definitely like Denver in this spot. KC coming off that big win against Buffalo. 
and they're going up to Mile High. Mile High is always a tough place to play. I think Denver is is a different team now that Drew Locke is back quarterback, and they do have a solid, solid defense. And I like this Drew Locke. He, he's moving the offense. He's, you know, they're playing well. So I definitely like Denver plus the points at home. In my last game, we talked about, we touched on this one, you know, Pittsburgh at Tennessee. You know, we definitely like, definitely like Tennessee in this spot. You know, we talked about the flip game, but like I said, I think Tennessee is a better overall team. So definitely take Tennessee in this spot. Steve, what you got for us in the NFL? I got two plays, shrimp cocktail. Uh, I like New England as my first play. I think they bounced back after that embarrassing home loss to Denver. Uh, Cam Newton, you know, he had, had to sit out a game, and they they had a schedule discrepancy because they had he had COVID, and I, I don't think he was right. He didn't look good in the game. Uh, he played a little bit better in the fourth quarter, but overall, you know, New England's defense played well, but the the, the offense just looked horrible. But I do look for them to bounce back at home uh, against San Francisco. San Francisco's coming off that big win. And now they got to go to New England. New England's pissed. Bill Belichick, I don't think he ever lost two in a row at home in the last 15, 20 years. Now, granted, Brady ain't his quarterback right now. But I still think New England's got enough talent and enough pieces to win this game at home. Uh, I just – I think he – and another thing, you know, he knows Jimmy Garoppolo inside and out. He was the backup there for many years. So, he, I'm sure he knows his tendencies, and that's not going to help San Francisco in this spot either. I mean, Bill Belichick, believe me, he they, they need a win. And normally when he needs a win, he gets a win. So, I look for New England to win this game for sure. I think they're minus two right now. They should get there. And the other game that I like, uh, I already talked about was the Rams. Uh, I just think that, you know, like I said, Chicago has been playing perfect ball. They've been, you know, winning those grind them out games, playing good defense, running the ball. But I just think the Rams have a lot of firepower when they want to use it. They can score a lot of points. And I do think they jump on Chicago in this game. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look for them to definitely cover the six here. Yeah, I agree with you on both spots, especially in the New England game. I'm I'm a firm believer there's you're gonna come across a lot of games during the season that are good spots and bad spots. And to me, this is this is definitely a bad spot for San Francisco and a good spot for New England. Just it's just like like you said, New England's lost that last two. And they are I wouldn't want to be playing New England this week. So I definitely like both both those plays. So all right, guys. Well, this will um, wrap up the show. I want to say thanks, Steve, the Shrimp Man, again, my sidekick. And we're going to let Roy Rogers and Dale Evans take us out of this with 